brand new car and the guy who drives tons and tons of brand new cars and knows everything there is to know I mean, there is not a single thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. He, d- he nope. knows so much. You are jinxing He's, him. Oh, you okay. know that. Remember what happened the last time we talked to him, and he didn't know the horn sound. Th- th- you're right. On the Cadillac. So his credibility I know, is, is gone because he didn't realize that uh, Cadillac had a, a four-note horn. Well, in spite <laughs> of that, he still publishes Consumer Guide Automotive and... Uh, the Daily Drive and a ton of good car stuff. His name is Tom Appel. Hey, Tom, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, thank you. So you remember that conversation about the four-note horn? I do, yes, and uh, uh, I'm reminded of my failure. <laughs> That's what we're here for, Tom. That, and my work here is done. Okay. We have so much to cover with you, and we should tell our listeners, too, if they have a question, they can, they can text it in, they can phone in. Um, Tom is really great about sharing his knowledge and actually does get to road test what are you driving these days what car are you in you know i just got out of the 2022 lexus lx 600 which is lexus's big suv it's a replacement for the x uh, lx 570 uh but this is a big car kind of competition for the cadillac escalade uh very interesting redesign of this vehicle it's all new now uh it is plusher it rides better it's much more expensive but it's also a lot quicker Hmm. What's the gas mileage on it? Or That's is this a, big, a case of if you can buy one of these, you don't need to worry yeah, about what the gas don't mileage Don't ask the question. Right? Well, well, that is absolutely the case. These are expensive, and the one I drove is $128,000. Oh, hello. But the good news is that the actual real-world mileage was about 17 miles per gallon, oh. way, way, way up from like 12 that we used to see. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you, because... Uh, competition, Cadillac, Cadillac, General Motors going all battery. What's happening with Lexus? Uh, how much longer will you be able to or want to put gas into a Lexus? Are they, are well, they moving be- to all batteries, too, or what's going on? Toyota has famously dragged its feet on going electric, and its first electric car, the BZ4X, and this is a Toyota-branded product, hit the streets earlier this year, and it's now involved in a ridiculous recall that, that you would not expect Toyota to be involved in, but apparently wheels, the actual wheels, are falling off the vehicles. No. Uh, oh, no. That's are not a serious? metaphor. That's not a metaphor. This is actually happening. So they've stopped production. They've asked people to park the cars, and they're looking for a fix. So that's not coming to market anytime soon. Now, an electric version of the RX, Lexus's midsize crossover, is due soon. We'll see that shortly. I'm sorry, but isn't making sure the wheels will stay on one of the basic things of putting out a car? It really is, and it's funny that that this metaphor we use for any sort of bad business situation mm-hmm. is actually happening here yes. exactly as it sounds. When the wheels fall off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything goes south. <laughs> wow. Okay, so much to cover with you. Uh, have you been in any of the 23s yet? Are they floating around for you to road test? 2023s are out there. I'm trying to think of one that I've driven. Uh I, I can't. One will come to mind as we talk. Yeah, um, people that we've talked to in the past few days, talking about the fact that we were going to have you on the radio, said they've been looking for used cars. Do we still have that shortage of decent used cars available? 
You know, funny you would bring that up because I was just poking around looking at used cars myself, and and uh, they're still pretty expensive. All year this year, it seems like every month the price of used cars has come down just a smidgen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but compared to a year ago or even two years ago, it's still very, very high. So you can get them. You're just going to pay big dollars for them. Yeah, the supply seems to be easing a little bit. Um, and if you're not super picky about color or trim level, you'll do better mm-hmm. um, in your search. But, but yeah, it's, it's just a little bit better. If you, again, if you don't need to buy a car right now, maybe wait. Doesn't it stand to reason, though, if you've got a used car that you want to unload, you're going to get better price for it than you ever have, uh, especially if you're not going through a dealership, if you're doing it uh, privately? Because I know... In particular, we mentioned earlier that we still have our 92 Bonneville, and I cannot believe that we were offered $8,000 for a 92 vehicle. And uh, granted, it's got low mileage and it's in perfect shape and it's been kept in the garage, but I think that that speaks to the fact that people, they might be able to come up with $8,000, but not $28,000 for an old car. Yeah, it was five years ago we purchased, my wife and I purchased a car for my daughter that she needed to get to school at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dealership that sold that to us has reached out to us to pay us almost exactly what we paid for it five years ago to get it back. Wow. wow. That That's how desperate dealers are for used car inventory. Interesting. Well, we're going to talk more about cars and take some of your calls and get into a lot of interesting things. But speaking of cars, Mary, what's up? King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio and for Lisa Dent. And we're talking cars. We're talking, uh, hopefully, cars that won't have the wheels fall off. That is truly a weird story. It's a bizarre story. Tom Appel is with us. Uh, You can read Tom. Tom, where do you like people to go to to read uh, your, your missives? The easiest thing to do is go to consumerguide.com, and from there you can stream the podcast, if you like, the Consumer Guide Car Stuff podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to our blog. That's where all the fun stuff is. Um, but you can also download the blog uh, the podcast anyplace. And they can also uh, follow you on Twitter at CarGuyTom, I believe? That's me, yes. Thank you. Okay. okay. And uh, we've got some people with some questions. We've we got a bunch of stuff to get to, but Tom is nice enough to say he would uh, answer some questions. For example, the one that uh, Jim called in with. Uh, Jim, what can we help you with? Hey, Johnny. and Jim. This um, question goes back to buying a used 2016 Suburban. Mm-hmm. When I, I purchased it, it came with one fob. Oh, I made made the dealership give me a second fob, mm-hmm. never paying any attention whether it really worked or not. Oh. Now we want it to work, and it doesn't. The dealership wants like a hundred and seventy bucks, yeah, to program it. Yep. I went to Ace Hardware; they won't program a, a fob that wasn't purchased from them. Mm. I don't know where it was purchased. Uh, just trying to figure out how to get this thing to work. I went online, and I can't follow the instructions to make it work there either. Wow. Any suggestions, yeah. Tom? 
No, I don't have any good suggestions because this is a very real problem that I have dealt with personally. Uh, when you buy a new fob, you don't really program the key to the car. You program the car to the key, and that's best handled by the dealer, unfortunately. And it uh, costs. That is expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Expensive every time, and the labor is expensive. Every time we've done it, it has been uh, somewhere between $150, $200. Every time. Yeah. So if you lose it, oh, my gosh. You think losing your key is a big deal. If it's a fob, a remote start fob, that's a really expensive big deal. Well, I don't know what to tell you because uh, you, you do have one that works. Is that right, Jim? He did say he yeah. had one okay, that works. Okay, good. Well, if somebody has a suggestion, we'll let him sneak in here. Uh, texter texts us to say that they have a 2014 Ford Flex with 150,000 miles on it. It runs great. It's in excellent condition. We have no problems with it. Is there any reason to be concerned and start looking for a replacement? Let's take a vote. I say no. Be happy. No. What do you say, Tom? <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. Don't don't even think about replacing a vehicle right now if yours is running well. If, if it's getting you from point A to point B, it's in excellent condition. And be we glad have a, you don't have a car payment. Yeah, and one hundred and fifty thousand miles. Look at the used cars that are out there these days. One hundred and thirty, one hundred and fifty, one hundred eighty thousand miles already on the vehicle that they're asking thousands of dollars Particularly for. Particularly if you have maintained the car. Yes. Then just yeah. drive it as long as you can. Yeah. Till Dri- the wheels fall off. <laughs> exactly. Drive it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> and hopefully you won't be driving it when the wheels fall off. Wow. Lee, you had a question for Tom Appel? Yes. <laughs> and I'm laughing because uh, my car wheels are falling off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's an odd 20- theme for today's show. <laughs> 23 year old Honda Civic. Um, I need a new car. I've kept trying to let it go let it go let it go but now it's the muffler and all sorts of things yeah um i'm a senior citizen i only drive 100 miles a month all local no expressway driving just to the doctor's office the library and the grocery store i was thinking a used smart car i don't care what color i don't care what trim because i listen to it i have to say Mm -hmm. um I would like Tom's opinion on it, and if he thinks it may be an acceptable thing to buy right now, a used one, what year? I know they don't make them anymore. No, the Smart disappeared in 2019, and I think the last model year or two were just electric. Um, so you'd be going back to 2018 or 2017. Uh, I don't recommend the Smart Car, even for someone who's adventurous because it's really unpleasant to drive around town um the cvt trends it's actually not a cvt it's what used to be called a sequential manual transmission and the shifts are unpleasant the power is is not there and the whole driving experience can be unfriendly i i would recommend something like a used honda fit which is a little bit bigger but still very frugal um and that'll have a little bit more space in it too and ride so much better what year honda fit uh, any year you can get, actually. Uh, they discontinued the fit, I think, for this year. So there's plenty of them out there. They've been they're really reliable. They're very efficient. They make good use of space, and they ride and handle and drive so much better yeah. than a smart car. All right. I, Thank I, you. I would have to agree. Thank you for checking in, too, Lee. Yes. I'm so happy that you both are back in town, or at least with your Matt broadcasting remotely. Every time you guys are both, I love you. I oh, love oh I love well, thank you so thank much. You. Become permanent. Move back permanently. Well, we, do, we, we are here permanently. Um, we just yeah, we, go back we, and forth. We've been back for uh, about the past, uh, what, month and a half or so. Uh, we, are, <gasps> we, we kind of flop back and forth between mm-hmm. Chicago and Panama City Beach, Florida. 
because we love you. Thank you. Thank you. you. That's very sweet. Thank you. Uh, Tom, here's an obvious question, and I feel foolish for not having asked this. Why does it cost so much to program a car's key fob? Why is it so crazy expensive? Labor. You don't break a sweat when you're doing it. Explain that to us, please. <laughs> but isn't it? I don't that, know. It, it, is, we seem to bill one hour of labor for that. Let, let, let me jump in here. I, I think part of it has to do with the computer technology involved and having someone who knows how to do this. Because I have talked with mechanics who said that they, it's like they have to go to the manual and have to jump through hoops to figure out how to do this. Well, let me add this, though. This is an interesting wrinkle from an 847 area code. Person with a key fob issue should contact a local locksmith. I had a key fob program for a 2015 Sienna for under $100 by my local locksmith. Now, they're magicians, I so. I was not aware, and, and this is a failing on my part, but I wasn't aware that local locksmiths had the technology. Because I believe there's usually a third element involved, and that's mm-hmm. some sort of plug-in device. Yeah. So if you can do that and call a locksmith who can do it, that's great. And I always love supporting local business. So yeah. if yeah. that works, that's great. And if you work at a dealership and you do this, and you're listening to us right now, and you're spitting at your radio going, you just people don't even know. Feel free to jump yeah. in. Let us know. You can even call anonymously. Use a different name. We're not going to ask you where you work, but if you've got some insight into why it costs so darn much money we'd love to hear and you can even call and say your name is l anonymous <laughs> and that the wheels are falling off your car uh we we're going to talk about onstar tom i i gotta tell you we plugged the fact that you were going to be on the show this afternoon and the people that started texting said i had no idea till i heard yeah. you and then i called onstar and I'm shocked because some people are already paid up through next year, you know, some point yep. next year. And they're like, okay, they told me I get my money back now, but would, were they going to do that if I hadn't called in? And, but one of the sad things is the number of people at OnStar that don't know how this is all going to play out. Yeah, yeah. That's it, nuts, too. Yeah, it's well, a weird situation because they're moving from a hardware-based situation to a more or less cloud-based situation. And the only way to access services uh, in the future will be through an app. Wow. We'll talk a whole lot about that. Take your calls and your text right here on WGN Radio, so stay with us. Anytime you get to play the Wicked Picket <laughs> is a good time. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio and for Lisa Dent. And we're talking cars with Tom Appel, the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. And we promised that we would get to the story that it, it, it really kind of landed in our laps a couple of weeks ago when we have OnStar on one of our vehicles, and Johnny was calling to renew our OnStar subscription, and she said, yeah, you know, take it for the next couple of years, and the voice on the other end said, uh, not so much. haven't you heard your OnStar is going to end at the end of the year, so we're going to prorate you, and you're only going to have to pay this much for the next few months, and I said, well, what about our minutes that we've accrued? Oh, those are long since gone. They've been gone for months now, and I said, oh, 
Okay, we must have missed that email. All came as a big surprise. And the a woman that I spoke with said that there was a, a, a program coming up called Guardian. She says, do your homework on Guardian. I think you're going to really be impressed. I said, well, we're not buying a new car. Our car is still pre-2015. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a problem. To which she said, I'm not so sure about that. And then I realized she, there was a lot that she really wasn't yeah. sure about. And we should, when you mentioned 2015... We should say that this absolutely impacts vehicles 2015 and older Older. that have OnStar technology. And some of it has to do with, uh, remember earlier this year we were talking about how if you have a 2G or 3G phone, that's going away because everything is going to 5G. It has to do with the technology, and that is one of the main reasons why OnStar in 2015 cars ain't going to work after the end of the year. So we thought it would be important because there are a lot of people that even though you've got a cell phone and you might use your cell phone for navigation, maybe you're not using OnStar for that, but you, at least I'll speak for us, we feel comfortable knowing that we have that service there if God forbid something should happen. Now, Tom, after we talk to you about this off the air, what have you been able to find out about this? Yeah, it's interesting. And they're simply, OnStar, which is a division of General Motors, is simply steering people towards the app now. And I think that moving forward, we're not going to see OnStar standard equipment, even in premium GM products. And the app uh, and is the app is called Guardian. The app is called Guardian. The app itself is free. The service is, I think, a familiar $15 a month. Mm-hmm. And you would get, using your smartphone, most of the same services that you get now, including turn-by-turn navigation if you wanted it, what you're not going to get is like the ability to unlock your doors, for example, because your phone will have no physical connection. Or if or your car is stolen, the they're, car. Not, they're not going to be able to track your car the way they can now Correct. if your car is stolen. And, and, and to me, that that's kind of a, a why did, did they let that happen? Because especially with all the carjacking and everything else we're hearing about now, you would think that that t- technology has to be available in some form, and a lot of people would pay for that. Somebody steals my car, tell me where the car is, shut the car off. Yeah, it's funny because what we're seeing is this weird transition away. First it was the connected car, and now it's the connected person. You have your phone and that's connected. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the stories that we may get to today, too, is that Buick is forcing people to be connected, and that's a different story and in a different way. Um, well, I, I'm going to hit the pause button. Uh, uh, stay with Buick. How are they forcing people to be connected? What's going on? For 2022 and 2023, Buick and GMC products, most of which Buick and GMC are upscale or near upscale brands for General Motors, um, have a number of connected services, including uh, advanced or high-feature navigation systems, for example. Um, and this includes, I believe, satellite radio. But to make these things work the way Buick wants people to experience these things requires a connected car. So they are forcing you basically to have a connection, um, and this is a cellular connection with uh, with Buick's connected service system, uh, for a monthly fee. And this fee is not cheap. Over the period of three years, it will cost between 1000 and $2,000 based on the vehicle. But you're required to have that for three years. So unlike the Guardian service, which as I understand it, is you have the Guardian service, it's tied to your phone, so whatever vehicle you are driving, that service is available to you in that vehicle. Unlike that, even if you have the Guardian service, when you're driving a Buick, you're going to have to pay this extra fee? Yes. 
Yes, and there's things that they no. want you to, to use with your car. Yeah, it, it's basically forcing you to have a good time. Uh, there's all these features. <laughs> I'm sorry, the hell? Features. No. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon Alexa, the high feature uh, navigation system, things like that. They, they they think that's part of the experience, and you're going to see it on your Monroney sticker. This is going to be part of the price of the vehicle. Oh, this is all going to make us keep our '92 Bonneville SSEI <laughs> a lot longer, <laughs> Tom. Really? Okay, I, I do want to mention too because I'm sure people are concerned about their cell phones connectivity. If you have that older vehicle, like a 2014, let's say you've got a 2014 uh, GM vehicle of any kind, and it had OnStar on it, but you used your Bluetooth or you used your Apple car function, that will still work when OnStar oh, yeah. no longer works, right? Yeah, that stuff, that's that's just hardware in the car. That'll work okay. just fine. But, and, and I don't understand that. If they're able to keep that connectivity, why aren't they able to keep the OnStar, OnStar connectivity? connectivity? Something about this Because they're making work. money on that. Yeah. Um, and another thing that's that I find troubling is the fact that, as I understand it, if you've got Guardian on your phone and you're in a friend's car and that car is in an accident, Guardian will know that you've been in an accident. Because and because Guardian is always listening to everything that is going on. <laughs> Well, yeah, what a part of the pitch for Guardian is it not only works in your car, it works wherever you have it, including your home uh, and on a motorcycle. Which so is basically, ta- take, take your big brother with you in your pocket. <laughs> yes, your guardian angel. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> wow. We have to take a break. We're going to come back, take some calls for Tom Appel. Talking. Pardon me, but... I know. Talking about... Talking about cars. Let's go over to Mary and get an update on the roads. Hi, Mary. Johnny Putman at WGN Radio and for Lisa Dent. Yeah, that's old school. Someone needs a new muffler, I think. <laughs> I love that. That's the duels, and it's called stick shift. I used to crank that thing up to the <laughs> threshold of pain. That's just a great driving song. Love it. <laughs> oh, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be driving myself home today. <laughs> Let's see if I got a number for Uber. <laughs> Tom Appel is with us, and we're talking about cars. Tom is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. You can uh, check him out all over the place, uh, dailydrive.com. Look up uh, Consumer Guide Automotive, and uh, also follow Tom on Twitter at CarGuyTom. In the old days, I would have hitched a ride with Tom since he would stay with us practically all night long on the radio. Right, Tom? (laughs) Yeah, I remember those nights. Oh, yes. Uh, Quick question before we go to calls. The 2014 Prius, a listener says, will my navigation system no longer work as of the end of the year? Not on a Prius? It's going to keep working. Yeah, I don't know why that would stop working. Yeah, yeah, that that has nothing yeah. to do with OnStar. Right. And, uh, no. Has, no. It's not like all navigation systems are going to go black as of the first of the year. So just put that out of your mind. Enjoy your Prius. Uh, we're going to take some calls here at 312-981-7200. Thank you guys for hanging in there to talk with Tom. And uh, it's all Tom's all the time. <laughs> so we go to Tom. Tom, you have a question about a Chrysler? 
Yeah, I uh, wanted to get Tom's opinion, his thoughts, and what he thinks on the Chrysler 300 rear-wheel drive six-cylinder. It's uh, part of a fleet transportation car for the airports, and the guy sells them when they're over like 400,000, 450,000 miles. Super well-maintained, interior and exterior in almost perfect condition for the mileage and stuff. And uh, between 2015, uh, it's a 2015 to 2018 model, maybe, I want to say, or 20... um, uh, 19 at the early, uh, you know, at the Latest. newest. Yeah. What is his thoughts on that with high mileage? The car is maintained. I mean, they use for airport transportation, so it's not like some kid driving it. Mm-hmm. Are you getting any kind of a warranty with it? No, but he's selling them for like between 3000 and $3,500. Wow. Okay. Oh. Tom, what do you think? I would say grab it. Tom, what do you think? I think so, too, if you're willing to take the chance. Obviously, it's a bit of a gamble, but that particular drivetrain is used in non, um, non-pursuit non police vehicles by Chrysler, by, by what became Stellantis, and it's the same that was in the Charger. Um, and, and there's plenty of parts for it. It's pretty re- pretty reliable, and a lot of people know how to fix it. So it's not like you're going to be totally left uh, on the side of the road if something bad does happen. And the price certainly seems right. So if you're comfortable that they were maintained uh, and you realize you're taking a bit of a risk, it might be a good way to go. And i got to tell you, I would love to have a car talk. You know, if you've got a car that's got that many miles, you I'd love to yeah. know Those some things, of the stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, thanks a lot for checking in, and good luck to you. We'll go back to the calls, and uh, we'll go to, uh, I believe it's Maurice, uh, Maurice uh, who has hello, a question hello, about a Toyota. Hi, Maurice. Hi, Maurice. Yep. Hi. Yes, Tom, I heard you say you were driving up the big Lexus, which is something that's way, way out of my price league. So I wonder, had you heard, and I know that's in the Toyota family. I had a Toyota 4Runner, and I got 200000 out of a very, just incredible, reliable vehicle. I'm in the market for a 2018 Limited. And the question I was asked, I wanted to ask is, had you heard anything about the redesign of the Forerunner? The reason I'm asking is because, uh, you know, I was a little hesitant about buying the current model body style. That body style has been around since 2010. And it's a little top-heavy as far as it tall, being tall. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if I can get that thing in my garage. So I'm just wondering, <laughs> you know, if the Forerunner, uh, are they going to redesign that thing, make it a little sleeker, maybe a little smaller, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Good questions. What are you hearing, Tom? Yeah, we're going to hear news about a new Forerunner really soon, um, probably in the next auto show cycle. So it is going to be redesigned, and it should be more fuel efficient then because it'll be a little bit lighter for one thing. The old Forerunner is is famously reliable, and there's a lot of demand for used ones. So they're expensive used, unfortunately, but people are getting what they want, which is this sturdy, off-road-ready, reliable vehicle, and fuel economy be darned because mileage is not good. (laughs) And don't forget, if you get smitten by a sport you utility vehicle you better do some measuring before you buy it because we know of at least one person that got a car that would not fit in their garage and they said but i loved it i didn't even think about that when i bought it well good luck to you maurice thanks for calling and we go back to some phone calls and uh i believe it's uh edward Edward. i think who has a a real interesting question edward uh, what you got yeah, so I saw this on uh, Fox 32 the other day. Mm-hmm. Hyundai and Kia Forte older models, uh, they don't have the um, ignition immobile modules. And they have TikTok videos on how to start them up. So how we... What? Besides having the club and doing the old-fashioned way of shutting the car, any recommendations? 
No, there are no. This is, we should probably just sort of uh, summarize this story. But yeah. it turns out that a number of Hyundai and Kia products built very recently do not make use of the Kia mobilizer. The exact reason we were talking about why key fobs are so expensive right now. Um, and what this means is that you can start the vehicle and drive it without having the key nearby. This is a problem because people found out about it. And it turns out that some of these Kia and Hyundai models, and Hyundai is the parent company of Hyundai and Kia, uh, some of these, these models are exceptionally easy to steal using something like a USB cord. It's really weird. And unfortunately, the video keeps popping up on YouTube of how to do this, and people are stealing these cars. And Hyundai Kia are looking for a fix for this. But right now, yeah, they are, an, they are a theft liability. And stories like that make me hate people. I'm sorry, but that's just... <laughs> so, so your car is really easy to get into, and the wheels are falling off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, wait. A li- well, not I, easy to get into, just easy to take once you're in it. A listener just sent us a text about a Chrysler Sebring and said that she was, uh, I guess it was a friend of hers, was in the Sebring when the wheel literally did fall off. Oh. <laughs> that's not fun. It's not funny either, but... Um, I digress. Tom, there's always so much to talk to you about on the radio, and people can get a hold of you by following you on Facebook, and they can follow you on Twitter. And, and if yeah. anybody uh, didn't get a question answered now, what would be the best way for them to, to contact you? Uh, they can reach us at questions at consumerguide.com. Sounds good. Okay, and follow you at CarGuyTom on Twitter? Yeah, and I always respond to people who talk to me on Twitter, so that's easy. And listen to the podcast, too, because he does a terrific podcast every oh, week. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and it's number what? You're up to, like, number 9,000 oh, uh, or something? We're recording 144 this week. Good. Congratulations, Tom. And, and also, you. follow Tom because... Tom will list, as he's watching Westerns like Gunsmoke, he will list any celebrity guest appearance. Famous people that he sees in old shows. (laughs) Thanks, Tom. Nice talking to you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye now. More coming up. Stay with us at WGN.